Welcome to the Internet Advisor. Hi, I'm Foster Brown, the co-host of the program, along with Gary Baker and a team of tech experts in here today. And we are being visited today by the Gadget Guy, also the Cheapskate, which is a nice combination, actually. <laughs> I'm talking about Rick Broida, and we are going to be handling the big question. As well as, if you stick around in our second hour, we'll also be taking some questions from the listeners out there as well. Right now, the Internet Advisor is winding up and getting ready to go for you. So good to be back with you folks. I'm Foster Brown, the co-host of the Internet Advisor. And lo, these uh, 18 some odd years. And with me, my partner in crime, Mr. Gary Baker. Good to have you so here. Glad to, so glad to have you back, too. We, <laughs> we, we got through it last week, but it was, did, uh, it was tough. And you did an excellent job. I was delighted. I got to hear the program as a listener, which is quite different from doing it. But um, really enjoyed the content of the program that you and the other guys did. And so this week, everybody kind of shifted. And Ed and Kel now are off uh, uh, at some various events. But we have a couple of guys in studio with us who have been here before and to be helping us out with our tech questions. Bill Carver. Good to have you back. Hi, welcome back. Um, well, I'm going to welcome myself back. To <laughs> yeah, and we want to welcome you back, too. <laughs> there so. we go. Okay. Bill works uh, at uh, Quicken, where you've been a tech advisor now for some three-odd years, is it? Yeah, about three and a half, coming up on four. All right. And uh, you are both also our Apple expert, uh, filling in for Cal on that, and uh, very familiar with the Mac, and also uh, with Windows as well. And next to you, and we're delighted to have him back in studio with us, is Jeff Harder. Jeff, thanks for being here. Always a pleasure. Jeff, uh, tell a little bit about yourself. Um, we opened up a, a family shop in Livonia back in um, 08, and we're going on uh, uh, almost seven years. Right, coming up on an anniversary, I understand. Yeah, and uh, we're, we're doing very well. Jeff runs a, a place called PC Gladiator, and like Shane Hamlin, who's in here, what I kind of like about that is you're not only familiar with the machines and working on them and the operating systems, but the people coming in. Correct. And that's we're, we're going to need that kind of insight, matter of fact, probably in this hour. But the, uh, the guy who is our, uh, matter of fact, the star who's in the, who's in the spotlight right now <laughs> is Mr. Rick Broida. Rick, good to have you back again. I'm so glad to be back again. Uh, star is really <laughs> overstating it, though. <laughs> you are bright. We do know that. So. <laughs> well, Rick, Rick has a, a lot of different kind of uh, handles. One is as our gadget guy, mm -hmm. and uh, you're the guy who does uh, great reviews of uh, throughout, the, with CNET in particular that you work with. But you also do a, a column called Cheapskate as well. I do. I write the Cheapskate blog for CNET, and it's a deal of the day for people who want to get their tech goodies at a discount. Okay. And by the way, we have links to those kind of things that are on our homepage as well. So if you at internetadvisor.net, you get a link to uh, some of uh, the other uh, columns that Rick writes on a regular basis. And what kind of gadgets have you been playing with recently? I, you know what? I was. We were just talking about this. It's been kind of a quiet couple of months. Hasn't it? You know, there's yeah. <laughs> nothing much going on with Apple except for the Apple Watch, of course. Right, and, right. Uh, you know, I haven't had really a chance to weigh in on that at all. But uh, it's, a, it's a big thumbs down for me. Um, and oh, so other I mean, just, than that... Yeah, just thumbs down, straight, straight Did up. Did you see Mike Wendland this week in his column? I, I didn't PC see PC Mike yep. has, has uh, turned his back in. Not, well, he didn't get it, but he said, I'm giving up. I'm fed up with the process. And I'm I'm hearing that a lot, uh, especially from the, the blogosphere, where yeah. people uh, you know the, who are all excited to get it and spent a few weeks with it and just said, no, mm -mm, not for me. I think that's almost inevitable. Well, I think but, that's almost inevitable with but, any device. But, but anyway. they don't have the native Apple Watch apps out yet. So when there that comes some. out, no, there's, there's some, a few, some, yeah. but not not like they're going to have. Do you think like version two is going to be better? It's, I so, keep thinking, it's so early to even think about. Yeah. I mean, it's it's got to be a you know I would think a year off before we would see an, a yeah, next iteration right. of it. You know, I think the 
the problem with the Apple Watch is exactly the problem that I predicted it was going to be, which is that it's just it's too expensive, and a day a one day battery life is just not a non starter. Right. I mean, people don't want to have to charge their watch every single day. It's bad enough you have to charge your phone every single day. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, it's like, and so the, then you've got this thing on your wrist that's just that's dead, mm-hmm. and nobody wants that. And well, I think that's really what's killing. Bill, them. you were nodding. You you saw PC Mike uh, Mike yeah, Wendell, an old friend of ours who was uh, also known as PC Mike. His comments, right? And he agrees the same thing. Battery life is the big problem. It's like you know, of course, I have my iPhone 5C of a couple years old now, so I have to carry around a car battery to keep that. (laughs) (laughs) But of all things, there is one person that likes it, but he's never away from the charger. Rush Limbaugh's been raving about his iWatch. Well, was, if it, was he one of the celebrities who got his? He's, he's one of the celebrities who got his. He's a big Apple fan, actually. Uh, surprising uh, enough, it, it's hard to pick out between the fanboys and people who are like the regular users. I don't know that we'll ever sift that out. Uh, well, it'll take a little more time to do it. But you're, you know, it's interesting, Rick. There has been kind of a drought of new devices. And what do you think it's due to? It's a couple things. Um, I think we're reaching a little bit of a, a saturation point where you know the phones have all gotten so mm-hmm. good uh, that everybody's kind of got the phone that they want and yep. they're happy with it. And you know, tablets have definitely kind of peaked. I think in terms of what they're going to offer. I you know, you have your iPad and you're good. You know, mm-hmm. so um, it really is. Our next question is what's going to happen with PCs? You know, oh, with laptops, hot. with computers, um, with Windows 10 coming. You know, certainly we'll see some more action there um but in the in the gadget world there's nothing major right, right now right. um that may change again as we get to june I, rick, and rick i'm interested in your perspective on hololens um the microsoft know, the, the uh, microsoft virtual reality there you go. Yeah. um yeah. glasses and, and basically they're saying you know we're not going to re that's not going to take off till 2016 but a lot of people are talking about it, at least in the tech world they are. Well, you know, there's a lot of talk about VR in general, right. virtual reality. Virtual reality right. right. And, um, you know, it's uh, it's interesting to me that Microsoft is throwing their hat into that ring mm-hmm. um, because, again, I, I and I don't mean to keep knocking on Microsoft for this, but I, I don't oh, think Oh, you that, do too. Well, a little bit. <laughs> I have to because Gary's sitting across from me. Um, it's because I don't think they know what the product is meant to be. I don't know if they think it's for business or it's yeah. for consumer or it's mm. for gaming or or it's trying to be all, everything to it, everyone. Does it matter, though? I mean, because I think we're all going to use it. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, really? that, I, I'm still not convinced that people are going to want to sit around with a with a big clunky headset on their on their head uh, anyway. This is not that big a clunky headset. I, I wonder, though, if this is like the Kinect. Remember when the Kinect mm-hmm. came out? Where you could, uh, you know, talk to it or wave at right. it, whatever. And I thought, oh, all the applications, but none of the applications seem to have come come true. It's and still, that- a, still a gaming uh, appliance, and it's, yeah. and, it, and it's really kind of lost some of its luster. I yeah, think, so the, I, you're right. I think the question will be, what will this be applied to? Right. Okay, hey, we're going to come back in just a minute, and as uh, <laughs> Rick alluded, we're going to tackle that thing that we call the big question: What's next with the PC? And for Rick and for myself, it's a rather personal issue. You're going to see it's like riding a bike, getting back here and doing the show again. And it really is. I'm back on the bike. And, uh, and as usual, the best conversations all happened off mic during the commercials, of course. You know, we were just talking about... We've always talked about having like a two-tiered program, one where you've got a behind-the-scene one, you know, where we would fill that in. That's just like a you bonus. you got to stop having these breaks. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But somebody's got to pay it. for this. That's yeah, the solution. Sorry, that's yeah, that's the solution. <laughs> Welcome back. I'm Foster Brown, the co-host of the program, along with Gary Baker, you just heard, and the voice of Mr. Rick Broido, who is our gadget guy 
And uh, the legendary cheapskate who's in studio with us and with somebody very special with you. Yes, I am so delighted to have my dad uh, in studio today. Usually he is in Florida listening to WJR on his uh, on the WJR app. Ah. But uh, today he is with me in studio to see uh, you know how the sausage is made. Ha, this you, is come coming. on up. Come up to the microphone, Ed, sir. Up. This is, <laughs> say this is, say uh, hello, Dad. Hello, Dad. <laughs> get, get closer. A little chip off the old yeah. lock. Here you go. Uh, hello, Dad. What's your, <laughs> what's your favorite gadget guy? My iPhone <laughs> 6. Excellent. All Good right. Call. There you go. Now, by the so, way. You no, know, when I walked in with um, with Ed, uh, and he was saying this is like coming home. He, you started work here in this building, in the Fisher Building, right? Yes. I started with Merrill Lynch in uh, December of 1967. My goodness. Uh, on, the, on the mezzanine. And we were here for oh, wow. five years until we moved to Southfield. Mm-hmm. And we were there three or four years, five years, and then we moved to Farmington Hills yes. in the Triatria building. And there is still a Merrill Lynch office there. I live close. By. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really neat to hear that. Well, you said coming back home. Isn't it beautiful here? It's, it's just absolutely building. gorgeous to yeah. see this. Thanks, thanks for coming in here, for chaperoning your son. <laughs> Glad to have you in studio. <laughs> we also have Bill Carver, who is with us as well, and he'll be our tech uh, help during the second hour, but also here to chime in as well. And uh, somebody else who is with us is Jeff Harder. Jeff Harder is the proprietor at PC Gladiator in Livonia, right, Jeff? I got that, that location right this yes, time. Yes, sir. <laughs> and Jeff, the last time you were on, um, you were gracious enough to give me a, a hat, and I wear it quite frequently, and people always try to guess, what is that? And then I start to tell them, and they go, Oh yeah, I get it. But it's 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 a great conversation. The, the cyborg, uh, yes, with okay. the with the little uh, uh, mouse on the uh, you know on the part, front part. But it, <laughs> oh, yeah. it's a great conversation starter. People want to go. What is right. that? It's really interesting. Speaking so, of conversations, we started this uh, in the last segment. And Rick, let's dive. You know, I kind of put this whole thing about the big question up there. And uh, the the big question, essentially, we kind of nailed it at the end. Is What's going to happen with the PC is kind of the big question. But for us, it's personal in the sense of we've got people in our families who are ready to move on. Yes. Uh, but we're not quite sure which direction to send them we're, in terms of a computer. Yes, and it's it's such a good question nowadays. Uh, we you know we talked about this a little bit before, but uh, we, we'll use my mom as an example. Mom couldn't be here today, unfortunately. But oh. um, she has a uh, Windows 7 laptop that's, I don't know, got to be three, four, maybe five years mm-hmm. old now. Mm-hmm. And it's just slow as molasses. I mean, yep. it's just as happens with Windows machines over time as they just slow down, which... Yep. As we all know, frustrates me no end. Uh, I'm, getting, um, I'm getting a lot slower as I age. So. Well, <laughs> so you're catching to, up to the machine. It happens <laughs> to the best of us. So, um, and it's just you know, I don't want her to have to wait ten minutes for the machine to boot up. It's just ridiculous. And I have the same problem with my wife complaining yes. about uh, three, four years ago. I bought a refurbished uh, Dell Inspiron mm-hmm. desktop at uh, I think it was uh, uh, well one of the big shops around. And then there was a good buy at the time. Windows Seven was on it. I put Windows Eight Point One on it. But it just creeps along. It's just a core duo. So we're both in that situation. Yes. Where do we go from here? <laughs> Where now, do we you're go on from a, here? Your mother's on a laptop. My wife is on a is on a desktop. Right. So here's what I tried. Here's what my thinking was because you know for a long time she's been dealing with the slow computers, she's been dealing with with virus problems, uh, all the usual Windows nonsense. And I said, you know what, mom, let's try an iPad for a while. And oh. so I actually bought her an iPad uh, with a Bluetooth keyboard, mm-hmm. thinking that most of what she does anyway is browsing the web, yep. uh, is you know uh, email, email, uh, you know a little bit of Facebook, this sort of thing. Right. Exactly. What do you need more? I mean, an iPad yeah. is so perfect for that because yep. it's there's no boot time, there's no viruses, there's none of that nonsense. Um, and 
I guess I'll just say that she has been slow to warm to that. Uh, yeah. She's just used to doing it the way she's used to doing it. She does do a lot in Word, so she needs okay. some solid okay. uh, word processing. And by the way, now that is actually with Word for iPad? Word is available for iPad. Yeah. Uh, it is. But, um, you know, so I was asking her about this just the other night. You know, Mom, why, why are you not into the iPad? And she said, well, I'm just, it's not the same. I'm used to doing things. Plus, it's a smaller screen. You know, it's, it is a 9.7-inch screen. She's on, I think, a 15.6-inch screen now. That's a, that's a big change. Yep, yep. So now it becomes a question of, well, okay, you're ready for a new laptop. You, By all means, you should have a new laptop. You deserve a new laptop. But what? What do we do now? Do we wait for Windows 10? Do we wait? Do we go ahead and just jump in with Windows yes. 8.1? Do we try a Chromebook maybe? <laughs> I have the same feeling. Now, guys, I'm going to pose this from the other side. Okay. Ginny, my wife, has been on a desktop with a big 21-inch screen. Oh, she has nice. a monitor in yeah. front of her. You know, so... Uh, I'd like to move her to a laptop because when we travel, and we do occasionally, then she could have her own device with her and she wouldn't have to wait for me to finish and she was, you know, tapping her foot while she's <laughs> waiting to get on Facebook and make all those important uh, you know, uh, posts that she wants to make. Um, so I'd like to get her on a laptop, but I'm also thinking, guys, it's going to be a smaller screen. It is going to well, be a smaller screen. Can, and you can use the same monitor. Yeah, just plug it right in. Now you get two screens. Actually, for the iPad, I was going to suggest also if you get uh, your mom a an Apple TV and a large 52-inch television stored at my house. <laughs> <laughs> but you can mirror the iPad to that television. She can just sit there in this huge thing. That is an excellent point. Dad, what do you think? 52-inch TV? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Dad, just, just ship That's it to my house. Fly. I'll take care of you. Jeff, what are your thoughts? You know, I like the iPad. I like the Surface. But when it gets to um, devices um, that are compatible with printing, you got to go with the Surface. True. You know, the Very iPad um, is a great device for the person that wants to use it occasionally, surf the net, but it's not something um, that you want to hook up to a printer and struggle with. I mean, mm. I, I've done this I, in the I past. Can, I can print from my iPad. But, you can. There's apps. But yeah. you notice that I have both the iPad and the Surface <laughs> sitting right in front of me. I need them both. Yeah. Right? Uh, and you know, it, it's not a either or. It's a both and. No, now, you know, I think people can get by with one or the other and make mm -hmm. it do. But you're right. I do some video editing. I can't do video editing on the iPad. I just yeah. can't. I try yeah. their apps to do it. It doesn't work as well let me, as let just me using it on the Surface. Real quick, chime in. Um, on a retail standpoint... Oh, this um, is somebody, by the way, speaking as a as a store owner. Yeah, we, a, we talked about where we go going. Are the desktops dying? Yep, are the laptops yep, yep. dying? This year to date, I've sold more desktops than any other year. Um, That's people, fascinating. Well, they're all turning in their XPs. You know, they, yes, they're turning in their. And Windows they're not XP. even. They're coming in. They're having me move the data, and they're having me, you know, give them brand new ones. And because they don't even want them anymore. They just say recycle them. But but they don't understand their options. Well, hold on, back up. The, they're turning their what's in? They're they're, they're turning their they're desktops in. Correct. Turning desktops for other desktops for because other desktops. they want a bigger screen, and they look at the laptop, and they don't understand. That it's really easy. It's a USB port. They can plug right in. Well, no. What, I, what I'm saying is they're going from XP desktop to Windows 8.1 desktops. But but it's desktop to desktop, Correct. not desktop to laptop with a monitor. No, but I, I'm, Rick, they're on, still Rick, selling. Yeah, I'm they're saying still they're still desktops are still selling. Yeah, okay. and that actually really um, it surprises me. But I've had the same experience. So that when I when I write about a desktop on the cheapskate, for example, mostly I do like laptops and tablets because that's where my head is, and right, that's what right. that's where I think a lot of the great deals are. Every once in a while, I'll feature a desktop, and people go 
nuts. They come out of the woodwork saying more desktops, more desktops, which really surprises me because I don't want a big hulking tower on neither my desk I, or yeah. anything. And, and neither do they if they didn't. Well, but no, I don't think it's no, I don't think it's that area. I think it's a, really a question of what people are comfortable with and what yes. they're used to, what they like. And there's certain there's definitely a horsepower issue, you know, with a desktop, especially if you want to do video or games. You get a decent video card in there. You can really do a lot more than you can with most laptops. But that's yeah, not you can who's get a more turning them in. Yeah. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, you can get a more powerful desktop for the price of. I mean, this laptop here is about eight hundred bucks, and there's a whole lot of desktops less than this laptop that can completely outperform. Oh it. yeah. Question is though. Uh, one question I have: Are they getting the all-in-one units or still the tower and the monitor no, separate? I'm going to be on. The all-in-ones are great. They get too hot. They're not vented correctly, mm. and they they tend to lead to more issues. Hmm. Yeah. No matter what breaks, brand so it is, you got to you know your whole thing. Yeah. Is. Um, hmm. Bigger screens. They're going to twenty-four inch now. Yeah. Everybody wants. Oh, they're so cheap. I, I, yeah, exactly. They're very cheap. Bucks. And and that's the okay. I think we are, <laughs> no. This is kind of interesting because I think we are really touching on a live nerve of where a lot of people are right now. And I'm fascinated, Jeff, by your comment that people are coming in looking for PCs uh, for, for desktops. Um, uh, coming back in just a minute, we're going to continue this uh, big question issue of uh, where do we go now with a new computer? Welcome back. It's the Internet Advisor. I'm Foster Brown, and thank you for joining us. And for our affiliates, good to see you guys back again, or good to be back with you folks again. And for those of you enjoying this through the podcast, thank you. By the way, uh, if you go to internetadvisor.net, Sunday nights, our whole program is wrapped up there with a bow for you, and you can download it there, or you can subscribe to it on your favorite podcast. And by the way, uh, coming up in our second hour, we're going to be taking live calls on WJR, and you can enjoy listening to that as well. Our guest in studio right now is Rick Broida, uh, and we have a whole crew of other folks in here, Gary Baker and Bill Carver and Jeff Harder is with us, and... Uh, one of the things that you mentioned, Rick, and we're going to do that in just a moment. We've been kind of arm wrestling about some of the different factors, you know, um, between uh, where do I go? Do I go PC, uh, desktop, or do I go to a, a laptop? And um, one of the things we want to do in this segment before we wrap things up is to talk about which of these different options is better for which kind of user. And right. we'll we'll do a little bit of that in a second. But before we get there, one of the things that I find is a problem, and uh, maybe you guys can comment from this, is that, um, like, for instance, uh, my wife is working at a desktop at a very small, we have a two-room apartment, really. And in the bedroom, that's where her corner is where her little desk is, and, and that's that's her nook. I I don't know where I would put a laptop in there because the desktop fits nicely underneath, she has a keyboard and a, wi a wireless keyboard and a wireless mouse, and then a monitor in front of her. I don't know where I would put the laptop in there in order to be able to hook it up to. I mean, obviously under the desk, but I don't necessarily want her typing on the on the laptop keyboard. Well, you're why it's called a laptop? Want, she has a lap, you, right? Why don't, you, why don't you want her to do it? Well, because she is a creature of habit. Like most of us. So you don't want to force her to do it. <laughs> I don't want to force her into I having to do it. that. Okay. Yeah. Now, she will have the advantage when we travel of having a laptop, which is what I'd like to have, is to have her have that advantage when we travel. But the problem is we really don't have the real estate in the bedroom there. I mean, or I'm having a hard time envisioning how I would put that in there. And as we were talking in the break a little bit about that, that's, that's a bit of a logistical problem as well. Thoughts, guys? Anybody help? Uh, well, so are you are you saying that you want to keep the desktop then and also have the laptop, or are you, is this going to replace? I'd like to replace the desktop with the laptop. So if you so that it can all that portable. stuff, you're saying that the nature of the way you have it set up now with the keyboard tray, maybe that's uh, it goes underneath. 
wouldn't work with the laptop. I, yeah, we don't even have a keyboard tray underneath right okay. now. It's like a glass desk. She has uh, the keyboard, the wireless keyboard on top and the wireless mouse. So I'm just not sure how to make that thing work. So th- this happened to me a few months, well, a few years ago, um, <laughs> where I had my wife said, I just just replaced the, the desktop. Mm-hmm. And I said, why? And, it, and again, it, Jeff, it came down to, I would like the bigger monitor. And I said, why don't we just get you a monitor and put it, you know, it, she has a little desk mm-hmm. and she takes and she puts the, she does have the laptop. This is her second laptop now. Mm-hmm. Um, but she puts the laptop there. We have a little bit of a, a stand that we put the monitor on so that it's up higher. Oh, I see. Right. And then you sit and, the laptop underneath and, it. And she uses, ah. so she has both. I got right? you. I got she you. has her laptop screen in front of her and the, the bigger monitor. Mm-hmm. She doesn't use the bigger monitor hardly at all. Really? Yeah, she's, she's come back hmm. now. She's figured out that, you know what, because she does take it and she moves over to the, the kitchen table. Okay, so she, she to, uses the laptop. To, she okay. moves out to the deck in the summertime. She moves other places. We don't, you know, she doesn't take it on vacation very much, but she does some. So the bottom, right? the, the bottom line is you don't have to give up that bigger monitor. No, just put it. If you it go to in, a laptop. And what we did was she thought that, you know, it's the big tube monitor and no, it's a flat screen. It sits right yeah. in the back. And she just folds this up. We do have to elevate it a little bit. Okay. But that was that was it. So that's how I would do it. And oh. then I would I would let her go ahead and, and sit at the kitchen table if she wants. Yes. Yes, exactly. That's what I would like her to have to be able to do. If but you, uh, knowing her, she's a creature of habit. I don't think that'll happen. If, Go ahead, Gary. If you Jeff. got her a 17-inch monitor lap or a 17-inch monitor laptop and took all the other stuff away, she would adapt very quickly. I and think she so would too. never go back. Yeah. You know, Nobody, hook the printer up wireless. That's pricey. And then, that's no pretty one ever pricey. Goes back. Um, Not necessarily. They had They're them cheaper, very cheaper on Christmas. than they are the small ones. Hmm. I, there was a 17-inch uh, thing on Woot uh, just the other day in the 400 and some range. And usually the seven, 17 inch monitors, because you have more room for a battery, you get longer battery life as well. Mm-hmm. Now, what mm-hmm. I do is my computer's in my living room. I actually have the desk there, it kind of sits up, and then I have an HDMI cable to connect Can it to my right. television. Right. So I've got another monitor next door. Oh, I love it. I love it. John, just a quick question before we, uh, Rick, go to some of the things about what things are better for what people. But, Jim, I'm, I'm fascinated that you're finding people willing to go from one desktop to the other running Windows 8.1. They're not fighting to have Windows 7 on it? Um, last year, I made a, a conscience, dis- conscious decision to not buy another desktop. I was not going to buy another desktop. and For the store? For the store. And... Uh, you know, things have changed. Um, <laughs> I purchased a large amount uh, just about a month ago from uh, from HP. And, uh, you know, I'm selling them reasonably cheap. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'm selling them out. I'm selling one a day. Wow. At least one a day. Wow. And so, people aren't complaining about Windows 8.1 necessarily? No, what what I'm doing is, of course, I'm, I'm putting the... Uh, uh, the classic shell on it, making uh, it making it look like seven. When explain it's, classic shell for the listeners um, just quickly. Classic shell, uh, it's a free app. It's classicshell.net, and it transforms your computer into uh, Windows Seven. Uh, you can start it uh, like Windows Seven. You can start it with Tile, but you have in the bottom left corner you have that Start button. Okay. And you never have to see the tiles. You can make it where they never right. come up again. And every <laughs> exactly Rick is nodding. Yeah. And I want to be honest. I've had older uh, customers come in and they say you know we just hate eight eight one we hate eight i say why and they say we hate those damn tiles i said i'll, <laughs> I'll tell you what if i can give you a brand new desktop and and promise you that you would not know if it was seven or eight would you buy it and they said yeah they said yes 
and every customer has been happy. Yep. They That's cannot tell the difference. Hey, I yeah. have a quick question on that front. If does that does Classic Shell also give you the option of disabling like the charms bar when you mouse over to the right corner, uh, one of the right corners? That I have not looked into. Because that's my concern. I'm going to do the exact same thing for my mom: is get her a Windows 8 system uh, machine and put Classic Shell on it so that it's for all intents and purposes looks like Windows, Windows 7. 7. Yeah. But I'm concerned that what's going to happen is she's going to mouse up into the one of the corners <laughs> and that charms <laughs> bar can, is going to appear and you, she's going to go, "What happened? I don't know what this yeah, is." Yeah, you can shut those off. I mean, I don't know if it's you know, if, if it's, it's classic shell, or if it's part of Windows, correct. Okay. All right. okay, as long as I know, I can shut that off. Rick, let's <laughs> talk about we we've, we've talked about these different factors involved, and hopefully, maybe uh, touched on for the listener out there something that you're you're dealing with, and maybe giving you some insights. But let's talk about maybe helping some folks in terms of what might be better for certain kinds of users. How would you um, direct them? Yeah, you know, it's interesting now because we're there's such a shift now because so many people have smartphones or, or tablets, and I think that the those devices have uh, are doing a lot of the heavy lifting in terms of things like you know email and Facebook and, and the sort of stuff that you, you, knew, you used to sit down at the keyboard uh, to do, yep. sit down at the computer right. to do. So then it begs the question of, well, what do we really need the PC for? Mm. And I think that... Uh, you know, again, there's a lot of people who are just traditional and they want it the way it always has been and they want to sure. sit down. And But for things like word processing, you know, uh, things like, you know, you have photos that you want to offload from your camera. Right, right. Uh, maybe you want to do a little video editing. Maybe you want to play some games. Um, these are the people who I think are going to want to buy a more traditional desktop, maybe with some horsepower behind it, mm. or a laptop with a larger screen, you know, a 15.6-inch screen, a 17-inch screen, okay. something that's going to get them closer to the more traditional desktop experience. So I think there's that category of user. And then I think that there's the people who still want a keyboard but really just want something that's kind of akin to their their, uh, tablet or a phone so that they can just have a keyboard. And for folks like that, I would say look into a Chromebook, you know, or Mm -hmm. look into one of these – I hate to use the term netbook, but like the new HP Stream. Oh, uh, yes. Stream 11, the Stream 13, which sell for, I think, $199 and $229 Mm -hmm. for the 11-inch and the 13-inch models, Mm -hmm. running Windows, which is extraordinary. Yep. Um, You know, there are no speed demons, but for that that basic functionality of word processing and web. So it's kind of, as you said, it's kind of taking the the, the functionality of... uh, of email and some surfing and Facebook that I would do on my phone, right. but it gives me a keyboard. And a bigger screen. And a bigger screen so I can make better input. Okay. Exactly. So Good. I think you have this two-category of user now. is like somebody who needs a little more horsepower, who wants the traditional desktop computing experience, and then you have the person who maybe, to Gary's point, doesn't really know that they now have the option of something that's a little smaller, lighter, less expensive, and not so powerful, but you don't really need that power. What 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 is now a lightweight processor five years ago was a powerhouse. You mentioned some dollar figures. Jeff, can you talk a little bit, for, what are we talking about when people go from desktop to desktop nowadays with the HPs that you're talking about there? Um, um, the the special that I've been running is, um, it's it, it sounds cheap, but it's brand new HP, uh, four gigs of RAM, 500 gig hard drive, um, it's three twenty nine, um, mm, okay. and and I move all the data for free. I've always oh, done that. Okay, yeah. nice. okay, and that's nice. a and that's a nice deal that you know, and there's personal touch, and they walk out the door and exactly. they know that it's, it's I, useful. But I will tell you that a Toshiba seventeen inch, seventeen point three, looks like a twenty inch for on a desktop. You know, three eighty seven um, for a Toshiba, three sixty for one Dell, and three forty nine for another Dell. 
Yep. These are laptops or desktops? These are laptops. Yeah. With 17 inch monitors. Right. Oh. right. Wow. And so we're talking. Okay. I'm we're just looking them up right now. Yeah. Right. Generally speaking, then, we're talking somewhere when all is done between about, well, about 400 bucks right now. Yeah. Can get you into a decent kind of computer. Hey, back in just a minute with three free utilities. I would just like to thank Dave Schwartz, who's been our engineer for this part of the program, helping us to uh, get on the air and to be in your neighborhood. For those of you who are part of our affiliate network, thank you very much for uh, joining us. And also uh, thank you to the guys in studio, Gary and Bill. And uh, I want to thank uh, Jeff Harder in particular for being here. Uh, Jeff has the PC Gladiator, which is a, a local computer shop, which is in Livonia, Michigan on the west side. Yes. Thanks for being here. And Mr. Rick Brunner, our gadget guy, is with us as well. You know, guys, I just wanted to, to say something uh, that we have mentioned this in, in terms of our conversation. You're talking about where to go to buy things, etc. We have a special place on our homepage at internetadvisor.net. It's called Your Trusted Computer Repair Shops. And these are places that people have said to us, we have gone there, we have been well-treated or gotten a good deal. Matter of fact, Jeff, that's how we heard about you was one of our listeners uh, do, saying that. And the uh, same thing with Shane Hamlin, who was uh, often with us here with his uh, Comtex services in Sterling Heights on the other end of town. And it's that the, the value of a small shop is that you do get that very personal service. Now, Gary, as you were pointing out, the this last segment, you were talking about some deals that you were looking at online there. That's right. You're finding some great deals online as well. But And, and to Jeff's point, and to, uh, and to other companies out there that do this, they you can get great deals online. This ha- You could also get, one of them was from Best Buy, right? Mm-hmm. So you can go and mm-hmm. get be- from Best Buy, but you still, even the large box stores, you don't get the personal service. Right. You don't get, like Jeff had mentioned, you don't get your data moved over. You don't know that when right. you walk out the door, everything's working fine. Right. So, you know, so there's some value there, there's right? Huge Absolutely. value. I just some to... people would like the, the lower price. Right. Other people really, there's a value in having... You know, having somebody do that stuff. Yeah. Huge value. And I would say that as the cheapskates. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Speaking as the cheapskate, you have done, uh, you always do this. But that's Rick Breuder, by the way, who has been with us as the gadget guy in this hour. And uh, thank you. Uh, his, his dad has been with him here as well. It's good to have him in studio and not down the line in Florida listening to us. <laughs> but uh, uh, I wanted you to talk about that. There's something that you shared with us. <clears throat> as the cheapskate, you uh, always have your eye out for uh, something that costs little or nothing um, that is a real benefit to us. And one of the things I saw, an article which I have uh, included in our show notes here, is about three free utilities to make your computing easier. And they're all things, we were, I heard somebody else say, I've never seen these things before. <laughs> <laughs> but they're kind of neat. You know, best things in life are free. There all we right? go. There you go. All the right, motto so of the cheapskate. <laughs> absolutely. So, yeah, let me hit a couple of the highlights here. Um, the first I want to mention, and I know I think you have this linked on the uh, homepage, Foster. Yes, so we do. So people can yeah, uh, the article. about it. We do, mm-hmm. and you sound really smart in the article. <laughs> <laughs> I try. So the first one is uh, I, I really think it's crucial um, that people – use a password manager. Uh, it's We live oh, in such yes. a password-driven world nowadays, and if you're just scribbling them down or trying to commit them all to memory, it's just not working. And so I have found um, a surprisingly good uh, password manager that's absolutely free, and it's called Norton Identity Safe. And it's yes, it's that oh, Norton. Yes. Um, they, they broke out this um, Identity Safe password manager from their suite of utilities and offered it as a freebie. And um, not only does it give you a desktop component where uh, as you visit various sites, it will plug in passwords for you so you don't have to commit them to memory. It will generate, uh, no, excuse me, it won't generate 
strong passwords for you, but it'll plug them in for you. But it also has uh, apps, mobile apps, that it will sync all of these to so that you can have access to them on the go. And that's oh, huge. That's, that's huge. something you normally don't get from a freebie. No. So no, no, uh, Norton no. Identity Safe, definitely worth it. So you don't have to app. get the whole Norton suite. You, you can don't. Get you just can just get this uh, just on its own. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Right. So the next up is called Phrase Express, and this is basically um, a tool that helps you um, insert text that you would normally have to type over and over again. So, for example, an email signature, or oh, yeah. yeah, something that you you know have to type regularly for work. Maybe it's some boilerplate text or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of like a macro editor, so you just assign it to a, a hotkey and then. Bam! You know it, we have we have directions that we send to guests who are coming to the studio. Guest. Right. That would be yeah. a, a great thing to be able to use. for Absolutely, that. it's perfect for things wow. like that. Um, you know, so f- it's called Phrase Express, and again, it's a freebie. It's actually a very capable, very robust product, um, almost overkill in some respects. But um, the fact that it's free, I say, uh, you know, it's worth the learning curve. Absolutely. Okay. And the next one, then. Okay. And the last one I want to talk about is um, something that solves a Windows hassle that has existed since the beginning of Windows, <laughs> which is that when you mouse over a particular window and then want to scroll in that window, you can't unless you click that window to bring it to the fore. In other words, to activate that particular window. So the utility is called WizMouse. And what WizMouse does um, is solves exactly that issue. When you mouse over a window, uh, your scroll wheel is now active, uh, even if you didn't click in there. And it sounds really simple and almost stupid because like, oh, I'm saving exactly one click. It's I, I can't live without this utility. It's like really <laughs> transform my Windows experience. Uh, no knock until you tried it. So get no. WizMouse and then contribute to the author. He takes donations. That is really neat. Now I know was there one other one that called M8 Free Clipboard? There is. Uh, yes. Uh, so the, if you're a clipboard, a heavy clipboard user, uh, which I am, you know that when you copy something to the clipboard and then paste it and then copy something else to the clipboard, Boom, the gone. first thing is gone. Yeah, okay, yeah. So it's a one item at a time type of thing. So M8, um, that's the letter M and the number 8, uh, free clipboard, uh, gives you a much more expansive clipboard that will store multiple items uh, that you copy it. to it and then give you kind of like a, a pop-up list that you can insert things from there. So it actually kind of complements Phrase Express a little bit if you don't want to get into that. You can copy stuff to your keyboard and keep it there sort of at the ready uh, for the next time that you need it. I, those are, are very valuable things. As a matter of fact, I, I'm just thinking that certain times when I'm, for instance, putting together the uh, the webpage for our, our show, uh, that I will be clipping things from different articles or from wherever else it may be, and that clipboard function would be really excellent. Because Great sometimes you need, a, you need a password, and I'll go to my password keeper, mm-hmm. I'll copy it onto the clipboard, Ooh. boom, it's there. Ah. But, <laughs> yeah, that, that, way too many steps. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> way, way too many steps involved in this. And that, uh, in particular, I'm, I'm fascinated by the Norton one because we have for so long, and Gary, I know we've, we've done this in the past, uh, Norton is kind of the whipping boy. Yeah. <laughs> when you're talking about security suites because it has traditionally had it so... Happened. It happened a long time ago, yeah. but we never re- we never forget that. Do we? <laughs> we never forgive them. <laughs> yeah. So, traumatic. you know, Rick, I... It's it never fails, and I know that the weakest point of computer security is the user. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and it's always in their passwords, and everybody has their own special way of keeping passwords. And some people write them down, and if you have to, you have to. Um, some people keep them in a memo. Dad. Some, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and some people take and say, "I've solved all the problem." It's a really 
um, it, you know, it's a really secure password. And you go, wow, that's great. That's, you know, and they don't tell me the password, but they tell me that they use special characters and lower and uppercase letters and numbers and, and they mix and match and it's not a word in any language. And, oh, this is wonderful, right? And then they tell me they use it for every site. Yes. Right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and all they have to do is is break into one site, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And now they just need your username or know who you are, and they can go to a whole bunch of sites they might guess. Thank you for right? mentioning that, Gary. Oh, That's my gosh. Such a great it's, point. It's like... Okay, go back to writing them down. That's way better than to, to have one to use you know for what's, everything. What's interesting, I use LastPass, mm-hmm. and uh, there is a function on LastPass which will automatically generate a new password for your sites every, I think, six months, hmm. so wow. that you can you can set it to automatically generate a new password. The one I use uh, is Dashlane, uh, I've which heard I've of been that. a big fan of, and it has a, a similar function that's fairly new where. It will basically give you ratings for your passwords, and if it detects you yes. have any weak ones, it will automatically go and change them for you. Ooh. You don't have to do it manually. Now, that is handy. <laughs> no, and it remembers them, fortunately. Yes, and it remembers them, what it changes them to. Otherwise, it would be like changing the locks on the house and not giving you a key. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Broida, thank you. It has been such a good time to have you back here. Rick Broida, by the way, you'll find him all over the Internet. If you go to internetadvisor.net, you'll find our notes from the program today and also a link to him so that you can regularly keep up with your column on CNET. Mm-hmm. Where we'll find you uh, both as uh, our gadget guy and also as the cheapskate. And please do look at that. Guys, are you self- getting yourselves ready? Because this is the big time. We'll get the team together. Uh, Gary and I, along with Bill Carver and Jeff Harder, are getting ready. We're rolling up our sleeves because we are going to be answering your questions here in just a moment on the live portion of our program on WJR. And it's going to be at 800 859 0957. Looking for you folks there. By the way, during the week, if you have a question, go to Internet Advisor. Advisor.net.